sometimes four film industry professionals get together around a table to discuss the top horror, sci-fi, and fantasy news. I am Six Carolino, and the gang is back with Monica Summerfield uh-uh. and Casey Dees. Hey. What's up? How have you two been? I've been good. Busy, man. Yeah. It's been a real big sprint for the past couple weeks. <laughs> Keep them going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been uh, watching on Facebook. Do because the Memphis Film Prize is here, so there's a lot of, and I've been watching, seeing your uh, work that you've been doing. Awesome, awesome. Yes. I've got a couple coming up, yeah. so just trying to prep for that, just waiting, just kind of on standby. That's awesome. So. Yeah, I mean, I think that that because of the June deadline, mm-hmm. that's where a lot of folks are right now. Mine's gonna be next month, so I mean, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, my my video game. Not my video game. So somebody else's video game, but a video game that I'm in uh, just dropped last Friday. So what? I'm really excited. Yeah, shout out to Aurum Dust for their game Ash of Gods. It's available on the Steam Shop, and it's going to be coming to consoles uh, next month, I believe. But yeah, yeah. If and you... that was Aurum. Aurum Dust. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. If if so you're into cool. yeah, strategy and RPG games, there's I some wanna be in a really video cool stuff. Game. Yeah. What do you do in the game? Uh, so I don't want to spoil anything. I'm just going to say that if you run into me, you will know it's me. Or more particularly, you will know that it's a certain gauntlet runner. Oh. Ooh, so it's an actual <laughs> physical character of you. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that is We can so play cool. you? Uh, no, you can't play as me. Um, I, we just get to run into him and die, Yeah, yeah you, you run into me at some point. Do we get to destroy you? Uh, just, we could try. Spoilers! <laughs> we could try. Yeah, no one knows. Uh... No one knows what I do. <laughs> yeah, well, congratulations. Yeah. That's really that's rad. That I'm going to keep that a secret until somebody just finds me. Oh, no. Um, I'm telling yeah. everybody I know, dude. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Check it out. Ash of Gods. Sweet. Yeah. Right. But let's talk about what we got going on today. News is going to be a little rough because it's mostly, hey, this got delayed and this got canceled. Right? Or <laughs> this just cracked a billion and broke all the records ever. I mean, that that's the dope part of the news. Yeah. <laughs> But we do have a really, really fun segment for the Unreal Pitch for the Netflix original What Happened to Monday. Yes, yes. Fun movie. I enjoyed every minute of it. I know. It was a great one. And I'll let you guys know um, it's an anchor thing that we do. No Malone Radio Kev. He does podcasting as well. Um, But he decided to do this uh, movie night. And basically, uh, anyone that wants to join in, we... We start the movie on Netflix. We get to vote. It's all a Netflix original or something that we can all access on Netflix. And basically, depending, no matter what time zone you're in, he picks the time. And we, you start it at the same time. And we call in. We commentate. We talk. And um, it's a lot of fun. But what happened on Monday was the best by far. And we've all been searching for something similar. We oh, really well, have. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. No, we did. Oh, you. Oh, really? Uh oh. It was okay. Well, I mean, there were some things. Yeah, no. As a matter of fact, one of my comment, one things I commented on was how, oh no, six wouldn't like that right there. I totally saw that. And even <laughs> even the non-film people that enjoy me being on there because I can say those things, they were like, um, yeah, that just totally looked like a guy. That was too obvious. I was like, yeah, that was not seamless, and six would be really upset talking about the fight in the bathroom. Okay. Where it, oh, yeah, where it I mean, yeah. But the storyline itself, I absolutely loved. and I liked the concepts. Yes. I was not a big fan of some of the dialogue and the execution thereof. Really? I thought I it had was, some I, questions on the, I guess the, one of the actors or some of the, some of the other stuff. But okay. Yeah. I didn't really I watch, I watched it, but I didn't really submerge myself into, oh my God, let me pick out everything. I, oh, well, yeah. I was really tired. No, totally understood. I fell asleep in the theater during Blade Runner, so I get it. To be fair, <laughs> that like, you know, Blade Runner, that's a two and a half, three, three hour long and movie. And we went at 10. Yeah. And so, I mean, After like, a long day. Forgiven. Even though it's very visually arresting, it can really kind of truck along you know it take was just really funny yeah. to look over and see my head down and yeah <laughs> i i feel that <laughs> yeah. but we also have another right in topic of the day what will be the future of movie theaters so we get to hear some 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 quotes from other people but you know we also give our own thoughts but first, let's break down the box office. Really? Do we need to? I mean, I mean, I don't think they really need to because it's it's kind of obvious. There was top. a change, though. There was a, there, uh, there was. was a change. There was a change. And and we knew it was gonna have to come. I mean, come on, it was gonna have to. Well, hit us with it. Who's number one? Well, um, okay, so I'm gonna start with 
316. Let's get back. That was still Black Panther. Of course. All right. But yay! I mean, not that boot, not that Black Panther. No, I'm happy for its success. But my God, finally something else. Pacific Rim Uprising. Which is how much? Uh, which well, the weekend gross was twenty eight point one. Oh wow! Um, it, this wow. was its first week out. Oh no! I, its budget was one fifty. Yeah, I mean, no, what is, is the bad. trend? This is bad. What is oh. the trend? What is the trend? The trend is for for things to gross not very much, but still get number one. Which Unless sucks. you're a superhero movie, I guess. Yeah, but that's because think really about, disappointing. Think about. I just it just hit me the the ones that have really really done well were superhero related. Yes. To be fair, some of the ones that have done shitty are superhero related, specifically Justice League. Well, okay, but wasn't that a timing thing, or was that just a writing thing, or was that because they changed writers a thousand times? Wasn't that one of the movies? Oh, I think it was just like it was a shitty movie. Yeah, (laughs) all the above. Because that's happened so much. Some people will like fight me. I'll be like, no, Justice League was a good movie. And I'll be like, you're mm. a fucking liar. Well, <laughs> I also like Suicide Squad as well. Oh, really? Uh, so uh, y'all no. are about to tell me I don't need to waste my time. Because I still haven't seen it, y'all. Suicide Squad sucked, but that movie did make a lot of bank. It was well, kind of yeah, fine. Yeah, but so did Justice. No. 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 Justice League, I think it barely That's right. I'm money. sorry. I do remember us being like, wah, wah. But wasn't it a logistics thing? Because uh, that was that was a big problem. It wasn't necessarily because of its release date or anything. Was it on it was a, a whole shopping? shit show? It was. Oh. It was a pretty big shit show, on like a yeah, lot, but a of, lot of people were. It's like they things. took the movie and put it in a blender and said, "Hey, <laughs> let's lay this back out and put it back together." Yeah. Well, you, well, I mean, come on, how many movies have done that? Too many. And plenty, but specifically <laughs> Justice League. <laughs> Justice okay. League's blender of I'm gonna shit go was back, too much shit. I'm going to go back and listen to our episode because it does sound familiar that it was, um, you know, a disappointment. But I'm forgetting exactly what we were guessing. So. Because there were shopping holidays. There, were, yeah. there was something, people out of town. The hypothesis that was running for a while, and not necessarily here. I think I might have had a question mark on it, uh, was that Zack Snyder had to step away too soon because of the death of his daughter. That's, that's see, that's the question, what it the, the, the problem that has been revealed as of late, though, as of recent, yes. is that he, in fact, was already off that project, but they had conveniently used his daughter's death as kind of a, all right, well, we'll keep it under the rug and just say that this is why. Yeah. It is. I read yeah. that, too. I can't read anymore. Well, I mean, there you no, go. No, not because I lost. <laughs> yeah, I hit my head, you guys. I just forgot to tell you, and I've lost a lot of... That's no. what you get for watching Justice League. <laughs> I didn't watch it, though. That's what you get for not watching Justice League. Oh, God. You guys are killing me. It's like with the... Su- at least with Suicide Squad, you were both on the same page. Yeah, right? just skip it. Also, you can skip Justice League, real talk. Mm-hmm. But wasn't it... Wasn't it Aquaman that we shouldn't skip? You can look him up. You can you can see pictures. You can no, wait for the new one coming out. Where it's all about him, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah sure. Okay. Well, do, so, do they have his clips maybe just on YouTube? Just his clips? I'm sure you should oh, Google it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm just, going to. Honestly, you can watch the trailer, and that's all you need to know. Well, a little bit more. I've seen the trailer. I've seen yeah, the trailer. Yeah, it made me go, hi, babe. Hi, hey. Hey. Here's that one shot. Swim over here, yeah. fella. Aqua fella. Right. I just need a little bit more to... <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, What's sorry. number two? All right, well, last week was Tomb Raider. Okay. Okay, and yeah. that was um, week. That was its first week out, actually. Um, with the WB, it did twenty three point six. That's not bad considering that that not, movie was not going to do very well. Yeah, and its budget was only ninety four. Yeah. So I mean, at least I'm like, whoosh, at least you guys didn't overshoot it. Did all these movie executives fail at math? Yes. And logistics, math and logistics were failed, and. Uh, and then they're at Marvel and all the DC and whatever, whatever happened, because I'm not really sure. It's like the universe is crammed together. And in my head, that's a bunch of executives um, just blah, 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 blah. And then that's why some things were crappier than others. I mean, whatever happened to Monday? No. Hey. <laughs> move on. Move, move along. Number three, last year was I Can Only Imagine. Do y'all know that? Christian-based film, faith film. Uh, Heard it had a really good turnout of religious folks. 
Oh, okay. Good for them, um, its first week was seventeen point one in third place. That's a good gate. Uh, seven million was the budget, so yeah, that's not a, really. That's a good yeah, gate. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then this past weekend, number three, I can only imagine. Okay. Thirteen point six, so it's on the up. Good for them. So it's like it's like we're got around the churches. Sure do. And more people said, hey, we'll go see it. So, you know, then you got Sherlock Gnomes and blah, blah, blah. And, <laughs> you know, a wrinkle in time. And uh, Well, they're just trucking along making, you know. Yeah, so because okay. unfortunately, bad logistics. And Peter Rabbit is still on there, for goodness sakes. Peter Rabbit's understandable, though. I think that that's uh, going to grab a lot of the youth. Well, true. And yeah. parents need something to do with the youth. Yeah. The youth. <laughs> the youth. Hey, I grew up and was told that I was supposed to be seen, not heard. Well, I think they need to bring the kids, keep bringing them to the movie, and get them off their cell phones. Exactly. No. Get get them out. Or at least to look up. I guess. As I'm sitting here on the cell phone. Well, let's move on to our first topic. Casey, what you got? Ooh, my first topic is one of my favorite shows currently. Legends of Tomorrow. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. We gotta get her caught up. I, on mean, it. I wanted to fist bump, but I'm like, oh yeah, I well, can't watch. Well, to be fair, you. yeah, like, I'm not actually caught up on it either. I'm like midway through the third season, so I still haven't caught up on it. Didn't even know it was out because I can't even turn on my TV anymore. Oh no! All this technology, and you can't watch telly. So, big news is uh, Matt Ryan, who played Constantine in NBC's Constantine. He's hot. I do remember that. He's super hot. Well. So they brought him back in an episode of Arrow. Okay. And he's been a reoccurring character this year, this season. Awesome. Season three on Legends of Tomorrow. Awesome. Legends has been picked up for season four. Awesome. And Matt Ryan as Constantine has been added as a cast regular. So more so more of hotness. So yeah. more. More British oh hotness. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Gonna if have to If you ever that. wanted to see me on television, then he <laughs> is not me at all. Not okay. at all. Okay. <laughs> but but he's but, hot. But still check it out. Hey, He's, check it out. He's a great add to the, the cast. Really good dynamics with everybody. And really like the way the season's taken off. Mm. Can't really talk much about it because Six hasn't seen it. Yeah. No spoilers. Oh, spoilers. No but, spoilers, uh, but... And I haven't seen a lick of it. Yeah. They did have a flat... They did a jump to a jump time to a 1950s Memphis. <gasps> oh. What? Wow. And brought in Elvis Presley in this so, whole... Okay. wonder if that was here or I'm, really filmed here. Yeah. No, it wasn't. I looked yeah. all over IMDb, uh, so I, they yeah. didn't have where it was filmed. They, they recreated it. Canada, but they kind of made Sun Studios kind of look like Sun Studios. It had me questioning. Really good spin on the Elvis lore mm. and the way they work it in. Okay. Well, All right, now cool. I want to see that. Yeah. Because I just, to, yeah. We'll check this out. I'll pave my way through it. All right, go, go. And then we'll pa- talk pa- about it his, once. Pave his way finished, through I guess. it. Pave his way through it. Like Get Monica it's... caught up. <laughs> All right. Well, Monica, what you got? Um. Okay, well, of course. Just a little Pokemon, I know. Of course. Because I, I know you guys love it, and you guys want to keep up to date. You've got a weird definition of love, but all right, let's roll. <laughs> well, you know, what's love got to do with it? It's just a secondhand emotion, but this is Pokemon. I'm just really <clears throat> disappointed that you did not sing that. But sing here it. we are. Uh, I will, but I think you wants moment me is to gone. move on. The moment is gone. Really? <laughs> is the moment really gone? Okay, sorry. Yeah, it was. So... <laughs> Today from PokemonGoLive.com. This is kind of cool. I don't know. I need to get some feedback. But this is what they're doing. They are kind of turning it into some sort of trainers, we need your help kind of thing. So a series of mysterious happenings is occurring all over the world, they say. And Professor Willow is seeking trainers to help him find out if this is connected to the mythical Pokemon Mew. We've been raiding Mewtwo, so I was like, oh, okay, this goes with probably a lot of what Cody, who was our guest once, you know, was saying and like knew the last about. Time, yeah, yeah <laughs> he 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 knew about all this backstory stuff of you know Mew and all that stuff, and I'm just like, Mew is oh. the cool one, right? We don't like Mewtwo. Mew. Mewtwo's a punk. <laughs> I like Mew. Think I think that we like Mew. Well, yeah. I don't yeah. know. I couldn't. Is catch he the Mewtwo. villain? I think Mewtwo's the villain, and then Mew is, like, the not-villain. See, y'all know more than me, because I didn't in the game. <laughs> this is how it was in the cartoon, which see, I saw a couple of episodes in. And, but, you know. see, my nephew was all about it, but I was in college, so mm. by the time that happened. so But anyway, in the game, basically, he wants you to um, help him. So trainers around the world later this week are going to be asked to do tasks. So we're not just hunting punky, punky. 
Punky Man. Yeah. <clears throat> so we're not just hunting Pokemon. We're not just uh, raid battling, legendaries getting exercise. Now it's becoming a task game. The game to me seems to be, you know, going on that left fork, which, you know, might be good, might not. But it says basically um, that they're going to ask you to contribute to field research and special research. You can gather field research tasks by spinning nearby pokey stops, which will give you objectives that include discovering and catching certain Pokemon or engaging in battles, amongst other things. Special research may request by may be requested by Professor Willow himself and will take you on a journey to make important discoveries. So see where this is going. It's like it's turning into the events just weren't enough, I guess, maybe to people who have hit level 40 because those people in the chatters, you kind of have to create your own goals from there. Like, okay, now I'm on the quest to find all shine. Now I'm on the quest to find the worst, you know, IV Pokemon, like with a zero percent. Um, so I guess this is maybe to take that place. Um, they've even got to, they're even going to have new screens because you have to do tasks now and whatnot. So um, yeah, well, I'm looking to get some feedback from people, but you can earn stuff, Stardust, uh, some sort of stamp that's coming out. Um, yeah, so look for that to happen we're gonna become um the researchers oh and fabulous yeah it's all it sounds all anthropologic i don't think you're that's making up word. words left yeah. and right i like mm-hmm. this but anthropology is a word and it sounds like it's going <laughs> yeah but that doesn't apply to pokemon but now it does seem like you know they're sending us on zelda i like it when they send you to pokemon hunt and monsoons that's my personal favorite <laughs> You called that one in too. She, I can see it. She wrote to Niantic. I personally feel like you should do this. Well, I just love your dedication, Monsoon. Monica's out there. I would be. I am out. I storm. I, I am out. Ice, yes. That was the funnest. Okay. This is why I like staying indoors when I play video games. <laughs> it was of your so own much chair. fun. Yeah. I have seat warmers in my car. Good for Wow. Okay. <laughs> Hot buns. <laughs> I yeah, miss my were. seat warmers. That is the one sad fact about switching cars for well, me. There yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, you, you know you want to play a game in the car now, and my I'll turn my. You seat need to go on. Pokemon <laughs> hunt at a tattoo shop and get your Pokeball tattoo. Oh, I'm getting. Oh, I'm. <sighs> I'm getting a, t- a Pokemon tattoo. Yeah. Anyway. So moving on. Talking a little bit about video games, though, just slightly tangential. Uh, Adult Swim has not renewed Rick and Morty, the television series yet, for its fourth season. And co-creator Dan Harmon has offered a little bit information as to why. Now, a while back, I reported that uh, one of the writers, I believe this was Ryan Ridley, yes. He reported that no one was working on it, which was actually par for the course for that series. Like, they they were very kind of last minute with the first couple of seasons. Mm. uh, And then they got renewed and just banged out. Uh, which is like, okay, that happens in the right, world of they, television. They took over, right? Everybody loves Rick and Morty. Yeah. The thing about Rick and Morty, though, is we were always kind of questioning, like, is it going to come back? Because Dan Harmon can be a little bit temperamental as a creator. <sighs> and Dan even said that he was on board. So we were kind of questioning, is it going to come out this year? Is it going to come out the next? When is it going to come out? Well, Dan has revealed that apparently there's some contractual disputes with parent company of Adult Swim, Turner. Oh my goodness. Yep, and him and co-producer Justin Roiland are both saying, yeah, we're just kind of waiting on Turner to get all the paperwork and make this shit happen because we want to do it. We're just waiting like you guys are. Okay, I have a question though. Yeah. So, I I remember when Adult Swim was brand new. Yeah. Okay. Um, I remember, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, so did Turner own it back then or was Adult Swim independent at the time? I think Turner was the parent company of Adult Swim back then too. Okay, well then what what happened to the parent? What happened to the parent? Did they, why? It seems like, I don't know, why are they, because there was much more, it was much different in the beginning and I know things grow and change and evolve. Money, okay. Money, money, money changes all but uh, you know, I think that they were also finding their legs back when Adult Swim first started. It so. just seemed like they were letting, like, you know, Seth um, was able to be with a robot chicken. Sure. You yeah. know, I mean, much more creative. There was a, it was more like an independent scene feel almost, you know, like, 
Yeah. I don't know. And, and it could be just be working with Dan Harmon specifically because he can, again, be temperamental. See what I mean? Yeah. See what I mean? And it's it's what I was saying earlier. It's the producers and stuff that are now screwing our good stuff up. The reality is we don't we don't know and there's no way to know until it's all done and there's there's no gag order and, and someone <laughs> says anything. Uh-huh. Yeah, but that's, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll I guess. stage a coup. We'll hold up signs. We'll demand answers. The worst comes to worst is, is that they end up selling the property or letting it lie dormant and getting somebody else like Netflix or Hulu to pick it up, which is fine. It's fine. You but know. the merchandising... That stuff's okay. doing good, so, right? No, but that stuff's doing good. Yeah. That's where you make your money. I'm sure. Hot but... Topic's already got that. Right. And everybody loves Rick and Morty. It's all I hear. Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty. It's a fun series. I don't get a lot of the jokes. I watched it with a kid, but... See, I don't get It's a little weird, TV. but, you know, yeah, I like it. October probably watches it. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Well, let's move on. <laughs> no, I just got off the ad, right? Casey, what you got? Uh, my next story, I guess, comes from the new redone ABC Disney family, whatever, Uh, Freeform. Kind of exciting. Kind of seems like ABC's take on CW. So they're having premieres this week, March 29th. I don't know who's going to watch it. I'm going to watch it, but I'm going to be watching Scooby Natural. They have the show Sirens coming on. Yeah. And I really like the take on it. It's original, not from a book, not from a comic book about um, mermaids. Right, yeah. I did did see the... um upcoming news about that. Did you watch the trailer? Yes. Yes. Really good makeup yes. on her. The girl's kind of yes. creepy. Yes. And I like it when they don't make it obvious that there's some sort of suit or some sort. Yeah. No. It was great. From what I understand, um, the mermaids are going to have their way to land to find food. So it really puts them at the top of the food chain and they're predators. Ooh, as it should be. As it should be. <laughs> Bringing out a lot of tone um, tones of feminism. Right. I really like to see women portrayed. I hope... And a strong character where they're preying yeah, on these people yeah. for different things. Um, right, right, right. I understand what you're saying, and I agree. It's I really, I'm kind of excited because it's a new take on the whole mermaid lore. Right. And it's not all watered down for kids, although I loved Splash, so I know. I'm totally going to watch this Splash one. Splash was awesome. I'm going to take this moment to uh, just do another plug for Ash of Gods for their strong female characters. Oh, really? No, but but it's yeah. not Casey and I, so... It's it's not. Well, I like where these shows are going. Right. And they're bringing a lot of female leads, and they're really starting to promote and get these women in. Well, because, you know, we... we bit, I mean, we, we marched together, you know? I mean, we... And we've been fighting the good fight with the uh, Memphis Women in Film. Um, so, yeah, it's... Fem Memphis. Yeah, I mean... Shout out to Ray Baller. And then, I mean, unfortunately, things have to trend. Even patriotism trends, you know, but whatever. Whatever gets it, and so that's what got it, and so now that's why we're seeing it. And, you know, at least the stupid producers bumping heads with uh, their male counterparts are at least starting to recognize that and going, okay, okay, yes, please go make the female girls power stuff. I got to go fight with this guy over here about Six's thing that he was talking mm-hmm. about. Harmon. Yeah. Six's thing. <laughs> okay, well, I That's not my thing. Yeah, you know. no, I okay. meant your story. So, sure, sure. With Harmon, you know, and everyone else. Yeah. Bumping heads. Plus, see, us females are, sl- are sliding in there while these men are over here bumping heads. Oh, well, mm-hmm. you know, here on the podcast, it's two to one. Yeah, okay. but, but I don't think. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm, 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 I'm almost with six on that one. It's not. I don't know. We don't have as much of an advantage. I don't think that there's like a problem though either. No, like I, no. I'd say that there's a, there's a strong no, diversity here. Yes, yeah. definitely. It's just that if we ever wanted to stage an estrogen coup, you know. Well, I'm just saying you, we, wouldn't, we, we wouldn't have the edge we thought we would. Not with you. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on. Monica, what's your next story? Well, there, you know how I feel about reboots, remakes, and all that stuff. But this is at least a smart move for a reboot. The rebooted series, um, Heather's. Hey. Uh, it was scheduled to premiere on March 7th, but it has now been pulled from the schedule. The network released a statement as to why Paramount Network's original series, Heather. Heather's, is a satirical comedy that takes creative risk in dealing with Many of society's most challenging subjects. 
um, ranging from personal identity to race and socioeconomic status to gun violence. And this is a very smart move based, you know, because of everything that has just happened. Um, while we stand, while, according to the um, article and even myself, while we stand firmly behind the show, in the light of the recent tragic events in Florida and out of respect for the victims, the family, and loved ones, we feel it's the right thing to do. And so, I yeah. totally agree. Yeah. Good for them. It's never behind it, but I really was <clears throat> curious if they were going to incorporate a strip croquet into the new series. Ah. <laughs> ah. One of the okay. best parts of the first one in the movie. And they should just leave that into a movie. Right? I was curious about the tonal shift between the movie and the TV series simply because you're not going to be able to do some of the same things. Right, you can't well, have her drink Drano. Yeah. Well, yeah. a, lot of the, a lot of the stuff that we do in the, the movie, like, because of the format and, you know, the network, can't can't do in the series. But, uh, all right, you know, I, I'm... I'm no, and, on the journey. And, and that's very smart of them, a because it would it would cast a bad shadow. You don't want to cast. It's like you know, mm. you don't want your project to your project could be good, and it will come out later. Maybe we'll see that croquet, perhaps, <laughs> yeah, perhaps. But y'all, I remember us talking about the Heather's coming out, yeah. and all I had to say was whatever. <laughs> no it's remake, reboot, redo. Punisher did the same thing though. Like you know, they delayed because of this sensitivity towards gun violence during a certain time. So I yeah, think it was a smart thing. And you know, it's not just Florida. Um, one of our snappers that listens to us, Dewey Willow, who always participates in our podcast topic. You y'all did hear about that other school shooting just recently where the boy walked in and shot his girlfriend because she had broken up with him. Yeah, it was a security guard that took him down, right? Right. Yeah. Yes. Well, they say they say that he was. I talked to her today. That was her daughter's school. Oh shit. Yeah. Wow. So, um, well, and it's spring break now. So. Way to spend your spring break. So Willow... Hashtag awkward. Yeah. Willow is at home, like, traumatized. But the word was that he was seen with the gun walking down the hall. They heard a shot. No one really saw, you know. But if he did, he did the right thing. And everyone is standing behind him. It's just, you know, it's still all under investigation. I mean, this just happened. But it's just getting foreshadowed because of the marching and everything. But, you know, that's... That was very cool, and yeah. anything, everything got foreshadowed by that. I mean, bam, yeah. we thought the woman's march. I mean, the kids made a big, strong movement, too. Hey, I mean, and you know. Bless it, you. And it's America. Thank God. Yeah. Because in the 80s, we, we couldn't do that. We, we were told we couldn't, you know, and we didn't know we could, you know. I just don't think that Asians have ever tried, so I don't know. <laughs> In the 80s, I was too busy sex, drugs, rock and roll. I mean, that's what defined the 80s, not me personally. I was 12. I don't know. The 80s 14. went... The 80s, uh, like, trashed punk because 70s punk looked... It, that was punk. And then, and then the 80s did something else to it. They popped it. They, you know, pop, made it... I don't know. Made it poppy. Anyway, and then there was that neon phase and then that new wave phase. You know, all, all the hippies of the '70s were were becoming um, dang, what was the word? And do, and listening to yacht rock. Yeah, I just want to bring <laughs> and, back cyberpunk and Miami Vice. You're almost living that reality. It's coming back yeah. with a ferocious, ferociousness. Yes and no. I mean, like, yeah, we're releasing more, but most of it is not making money. That's the reality of it. Blade Runner is not killing it at the box office. It's going to be a cult classic, but it's not killing at the box office. Therefore, the production company is going to see it as financially unsuccessful. Same thing with some of the Netflix originals. Uh, Mute, more particularly. Yeah, yeah. but come on. And, that was uh, a slow burn. The other one that just came out as well. Uh, Altered Carbon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are, I gave yeah. it a chance. These are things that are, like, they have cool worlds, but there's some production fatalities. We can get get into Mute if you want for another show, because um, I think the group picked Mute. That was one we watched um, recently for Mm -hmm. Netflix, and I I told everybody, I said, I know you guys are voting for this. You're looking for another What Happened to Monday. Don't make me watch it. I'm just kidding. We're going to make her watch it. (laughs) I would love to talk about it. We can do a pitch on it. I mean, it was a very slow burn. Well, we'd have to talk about the movie. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. That yeah. was Bowie's kid. So I'm very. I looked all up into it. It's and, relevant. It's within our within our. Uh, well, let's do it for another fantasy. show. Well, yeah, yeah. let's definitely yeah. plan cool, that cool. for a show. We'll do it. Uh, we'll pitch it someday. Okay, cool. All right, but next up on the news, 
Marvel Television, FX, and Donald Glover have decided that this is not going to be the year of Deadpool because the Deadpool TV series has officially been deaded. Oh no! Yeah, this was oh, going to be the year darn. of Deadpool with Deadpool 2 coming out in theaters oh, and also the animated series so coming to sad. FX. But it seems that FX decided creative differences for the three-way split and reaffirmed that the network is still working with Marvel TV on Legion, uh, but the television series for Deadpool is officially dead in the water. Oh, I'm sad. You mm. look thrilled. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. I know, that's well, out. I mean, it makes me sad on a personal level because I like Deadpool and I like Donald Glover, but... Oh, I like Donald Glover. I like both of them. Yeah. I just didn't know how to take a Deadpool animated yes, series. Yes, maybe that, maybe that was my thing. Mm. Maybe it went, maybe it was rubbing me the wrong way. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's what you get for having Deadpool rub you. <laughs> true, true. I mean, come on. We all know who he is. It was in the first two seconds of the movie. We understood he was a sarcastic son of a bitch, which I like. But how about that new trailer? The trailer for Deadpool 2 looks pretty dope. And I love the second movie that's used air supply. Yes! (laughs) Yes. Uh, Josh Brolin looks great. I'm very, very happy about, you know, especially, you know, that little meta take where in the first, like, two seconds of the movie or ten seconds of the movie, Deadpool's like, wow, what the fuck, green screen, what's up the digital editing? That was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, A lot to look yeah. forward to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very excited for it next month. May 18th. Yeah. month after. Okay. Contact what? me for all your Deadpool what? makeup needs for the premiere. Yeah, very excited. What if I, like, just put my birthday off, like, a week and a half and do a Deadpool? movie birthday and then go out it sounds exciting and personally I have never been in one of those birthday rooms for from a movie theater. I have I've, I've never known what it looked like so I did my lead singer's sister and her her kid he has um, uh, uh, Asperger's and he was climbing the walls and um, it was concrete uh, for probably for that reason so <laughs> it was all like Kids could crawl all over it. Like, they had learned from having good stuff. <laughs> Not okay. to have good stuff anymore. Right. And the carpet looked very old, and yeah. Well, let's tackle today's right-in question, or rather, our topic of the day. Movie theaters are becoming more of a boutique experience with prices consistently rising and the convenience of services such as Redbox and VOD, Video on Demand. To get people in theaters, it takes a huge cultural juggernaut, such as Star Wars, or more recently, Black Panther, Mm -hmm. or the promotion of a more boutique experience. So, what will movie theaters be like in 10 years? How will technology have changed the market? More 3D, 4D, holo screens, or will it be a lost art? Thoughts? Hmm, I don't think it's not, I think it's not going anywhere. Well, for sure, for sure. Um, I, I think that that's that's been a fairly consistent thing that we've all said, uh, and with the presence of Movie Pass, more people are going to the theaters these days. So, no, they're not going anywhere. But how will the market change? I, for me personally, I would like to see it change. Where you know you have all the millennials trying to move to the city, getting little tiny houses, living in like train boxes and <laughs> right, making the these zero lot lines. Yeah, I wish they would start to think to bring back. The old classic movie cinemas with two cinemas do have an art house and just have specific that will bring people and yes. keep it small and intimate. I like that. Okay. They have those still around. There's one in Virginia my mom loved to go to, but but they're it's a lost I art. would like to see an expansion of those. Yes, yes. I, that's great. I like that. Same thought for you? Um, well, no, I don't think they're going anywhere, but I foresee it being hard. Yeah. To find a theater, to you know, to afford the one you do find for sure. Um, more and more will have to close. They won't have a choice um, because it's already so much more expensive to go to the movies, and of course, than when I was a kid. But I mean, it should be. You know, um, all these years past, the economy changes, blah blah blah. But I'm not even talking about that. I mean, like it was still affordable, and then suddenly. What? $7 for a small Coke? I mean, <laughs> I just, you know, and that's where they make, that's where they're making their money. 
because yeah. they can't, really can't afford to keep, um, otherwise the ticket prices would be through the roof. And, you know, you've been talking about all the different ways of streaming and stuff. I mean, there's a lot to compete with. It's the same with the postal system. Remember when people st- when email came out? Yeah. It was a huge scare, you know, and the stamp prices kept going up every year and more and more postal people were taking early retirement and whatnot. It's, I think it's very similar to that. It's not going to go anywhere. But it's, you know, it's people are going to lose jobs. Things are going to close up unless they can find some sort of way. You know, we've got theaters around here putting in recliners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. I think the boutique experience is going to continue and expand. And, you know, when you can make a, a real night out of it with a, you know, sweet, sweet setup for that bar and, and dining experience. Okay, but the bar and the dining experience, can we pause the movie? I'm going to have to pee. <laughs> I mean, come on. No, you just have to learn how to cath yourself. Cath, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> That's painful. Jeez. Yeah. I'm just giving you options. Right? I think we're also going to see more, like, 3D and 4D stuff, uh, yeah. particularly 4D. You know, yeah, because 3D... Is that with the smell? Yeah. yeah. yeah kind of like the whole and, Disney and the feeling. And, and, the movie yeah. writer thing with the seats moving. Ooh, sort of like thing. what I did in the Pandora experience yeah. Disney. Yeah. Yeah. That was breathtaking. Or the Californian. Mm-hmm. At, um, it's not Disney, but it's the other side for when Disney's full. <laughs> you could California, whatever. But they have a ride, yeah, where you, you're floating over California and whatever part, you smell that. I feel like when... I'm totally willing to drop $20 to see a fucking movie if it's a real experience, you know? Okay, as long as I have that $20, though. See, so yeah, when mean, you sure. say boutique, I'm like, and... Well, see, budget. that's where what you're talking about, where both of you have been talking about, comes in. You get a cheaper art house sort of feel for like a $7.50 ticket yeah. uh, with a smaller, more intimate setting. and. Maybe yeah. you still get upcharged on the popcorn and all that, but still. yeah, but we would have tables. It'd be more film noir, and we could smoke. Smoking one thing, or just you know, have it more. I'm just yeah. I guess different age groups, different people want to see different experiences, and you have it where adults want to come here and meet other adults and make it enticing, or like have a date night, you know, a meetup. Right. Kind of keeps the kids out of it, but then you have to think all these people who are like. 20s and 30s that each have four kids so four kids in 10 years are gonna be 14 sure so huge they're gonna be a mass i think more movie houses you blew my mind with four kids so i mean i think we're largely seeing what happened with with drive-in theaters you know yeah. where that that used to be the shit i know and, and now, see now look mm, yeah. it's there, look, we're our drive-in a, packs out in the summertime. Yeah, sure, ours does, but, but you know, and, and it's in a book because look at how many actually exist throughout the United that's States? That's why three hundred and sixty something. That's compared what, to um, how many thousands of theaters throughout the world? How many close? How many drive-throughs or drive-ins closed down? You know, over the years, yeah. I mean, and that one suffered a lot. Well, I did yeah. read last year where Nashville was bringing in a whole new thing, the driving experience. Yep, indoor. Okay, which is so weird to me. But no, okay. d- oh my god, are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I have a lot. Of you sit in cars and you have to reserve the car, kind of like in Pulp Fiction and the dance scene. Okay, and it's indoor. Okay, fine, fun for the kids, fine to experience, fine for the family, but this is for another episode because <laughs> I we just hurt her brain. I, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, that, when I heard about that, that who tripped I, me who up. Who do I write the letter to? I don't know. I'll I'll experience it just once. Yeah, I, I'll, like, I'm willing to do it, but so that mm. I can write up what I'm gonna bitch about <laughs> to the person. Well, if they go to that extreme, I hope they have the whole constellation to make it like a planetarium type experience. That'd be kind laser of cool. light show. Okay, we have one of those. I mean, sure, it's, but do and we and have, they just showed Led Zeppelin. <laughs> they just There's no Led Zeppelin. Zeppelin. It's just Beatles and classic. I love. Oh. I thought they had the Led Zeppelin. Yeah, I was sad. I may remember back in the day. Okay. Drop some acid, get a laser light show. I did not. (laughs) Oh well, I did. Y'all act like angels all of a sudden. That's definitely not true. I just didn't do that. No, well, you probably weren't here back then, were you? What does that mean? No, like in Memphis. Have you always been in Memphis? No one knows. Yes, yeah, so we do. Okay, I do. well, I mean, it kind of depends on when you're talking about. Which That's period? what I was saying, like 1991. Well, I probably was here, maybe. See? I don't know. <laughs> he was in a look. He's not going to give you a hint. Us. It's either yes or no. I legit just don't remember. Is it? Are you sure it's not all that acid you were not doing? 
Yes, it's definitely not the acid that I was <laughs> not doing. Why do you not Okay. Well, because it was a long time ago. That was 91. It's 2018. I remember 91. I, I still haven't tried acid. No, that's cool. Yeah, I don't, I've I never have. tried acid. I've just dropped a lot of acid. No, I'm not <laughs> saying there's anything wrong with it. Now that's DMT, man. Oh, oh, wow. I did try that. All right, Monica, what did our audience say about this topic of the day? Okay, well, we have um, a few minutes, like Brittany, my girl, Dewey Willow. Hey, Brittany. And um, Willow, so sorry about that. And just hang in there. We love you. Um, thinking about you. Um, so she said that it was a great question. Theaters need to do something to draw on the crowds because basically um, the experience of staying at home is just becoming nicer. And I guess that would depend on where you live. You know, uh, what your theaters are doing in your area, okay? Because there's only that one theater that has the recliners, and there's only that one theater with the IMAX, you know? So, you know, maybe the theaters, you know. But she's she's just saying do something different to draw them in, which probably, you know, like what we're doing out here slowly. Um, then we have Scooter the Mac. Scooter the Mac, um, his answer was um, kind of funny. I wasn't really sure. I thought I had just caught him at a busy time because he was all like, um, I'd love to answer and take part, but I'm really busy. Then, like, hours later, I thought about it, and Scooter the Mac owns a movie theater up north. <laughs> I think that was his way of saying, well, I don't know what y'all was talking about because I'm pretty busy, well, meaning sure. business is good. But what's the market in his well, area? Well, right, that's what I'm saying. Is the only movie theater? And right. Is it a multiplex? Yeah. Is right. it Black Panther taking no, up most yes. of the business? Well, is it our house film? It's yeah. multiplex. I know that. He, his family owns It's a huge thing. He runs it. Um... So, yeah, so I thought that was kind of funny. I was like, oh, I get it. I think it was more funny that I got it two hours I mean, later. I'm sure that, like, Malco Cordova, they're super busy right now because of Black Panther and probably Pacific Rim. But is that how it is every week? Is that how it's going to be for the rest well, yeah, of the year? Well, yeah, I know. And yeah. where he's from, it's not, you know, he may be the only theater, which is, you know, bomb. I mean, he does work all the time. He is always in that That's theater. That's sort of supply and demand. Yeah, so, you know, but but it's still funny nonetheless. Love you to death, Scooter. And then we had Kevin Ivan. He's always, always, always uh, participating. He is a big fan of ours out in Arizona. Um, he said, personally, I don't think theaters uh, will change much. Some films are better and need to be seen with an audience um, in a large format like that. Um, so I think he's pretty much saying what we're saying. They're really not going to go anywhere because, you know, it's, there's just going to be a call for it. Um, but he didn't really, you know, necessarily say like, should they do anything? Because maybe, maybe he doesn't think they should because the post, the post office is still there, you know? So, and then one last person, uh, Danny Brooks, Danny across the pond, Love, love the Brooks family. Um, he was thinking maybe he really didn't know, but, you know, maybe in the future go towards more 4D, uh, okay. more towards futuristic stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, as long as we're making those futuristic dollars. As long as, uh, you know, inflation, cost of living keeps up with it. That's what I'm looking for. Dollar dollar bills. All right. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. That's super cool. So, and that was our podcast participation. Just want to thank you guys so much. High fives all around. Yeah, I last minute did it, but it was also, you know, a thinker. And people have lives and get busy. And that doesn't make sense. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, no, that's I was trying to give lives. them an excuse. but yeah, That's what they get for having excuses. Okay. <laughs> I was making excuses for them. But, but I, we're, we're loved on Snapchat. We love you guys. Thank you so much. I love nothing except for cheeseburgers. But and he's thank not, you anyway. He's not lying. It's, it's true. I love cheeseburgers yep. a lot. Yeah. And loves nothing else. Anyway, <laughs> it's time for the Unreal Pitch, where we're tackling the Netflix original, What Happened to Monday. Yes! Monica, this was your pick. Yes, it was. So kick us off. What was your pitch? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I was like thinking maybe talking about the film, but That doesn't no, make any sense. No, no. Well, because I'm sense. so excited, I love the movie. I'm like, I'd love to talk about it. Well, okay, why don't you give us pitch some, some it. details? Right. Give us some details so, on it and then pitch it. Well, I just enjoyed the sci-fi-ness of it. I thought it was a unique story. I thought the master frame uh, when they were all seven in the room and how they framed that up seamlessly was awesome. I did like a lot of the shots. 
uh, cinematography wise. I am, I you know there were some faux pas. Well, Tommy and... Vercola is a very interesting director, but he is a very good as far as his visuals. Yeah, there was just like the, the like this one stunt thing where it was obvious that was a man. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I immediately thought of you. <laughs> I was like, ooh, six might not like that. And then pointed it out to everybody. I didn't see too many continuity flaws. The story kept me captivated. And I didn't see some shit coming. So, but since we're pitching it, we're pitching it a whole different way. I, I went with the comedy route. So, the first thing I thought of is what happened to Monday is, dude, where's my car? I don't know, like you're looking for something and this whole adventure entails, okay? But take the sci-fi out and add the comedy and... Um, to be fair, Dude, Where's My Car did have a bit of sci-fi in there. Yeah, a little. Mm. Yeah, Just I a forget. Bit. I forget. Mm-hmm. Okay, but in a comical way. But I didn't know if I should take it from the two-character looking for Monday one person thing or should but but it's what happened to Monday so there should be seven there should be seven and there should be so now we have six but not dudes so I was like nope it's got to be the same as what happened to Monday except it's um seven Kristen wigs yeah, that's, that's a good casting. Nice. Good casting. Yeah. yeah. You know when you're sitting there saying all seven I just keep thinking of that print song and now it's stuck in my head. Girl six. They're all seven will oh, fall, also, oh, whatever I'm, that song is. Sorry, yeah. Hmm. No, I think, I, yeah, sorry. Girl Six pops into my head, apparently. <laughs> but, but yeah, so would I keep it futuristic? Um, I don't know, because I think the funny, I think the whole point of me pitching it as a comedy and having Kristen Wiig in it would just be how she handles the adventure. First off, all the different personalities. I just know little hand lady would be in there. Missing now. Oh dear. <laughs> okay, sorry, that was bad. Mm-hmm. But could you imagine, like, she has to leave the house on her day with her little hand, and she's trying to find out What's what happened. Hand? Uh, SNL. She does. <laughs> she does a skit where she plays a really strange character. That's really strange with a very small, tiny. Does hand. she like draw like a face on her hand? And no, no. it's too small. Yeah. So it's like a tiny hand. Yeah, and she has this very strange personality to go with it. Like, touching people, making them That's even making me uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, they know. (laughs) It it makes you uncomfortable to watch it on SNL. But, so, I would love to see the different personalities. And then, okay, fine. They gotta go, it's not the car, but it's it's Monday. But what's Monday? And the adventure that would ensue with Kristen Wiig would just be hilarious. There you go. Okay. Casey? Hmm. Good question. Uh. Wow. Hold on. Can I do this ever again? Hmm. So I kind of thought of different routes. Uh. Thought maybe Stanley Kubrick could do a good take on it. A little Quentin Tarantino. Ooh. Make it an episode of Twilight Zone. Yeah, it kind of was. Yeah, it kind of was. I mean, it was yeah. totally Twilight Zone. Um. So I think maybe for me the my best idea would make it a 1995 Quentin Tarantino movie, and just see a shit ton of Zoe Bell. <laughs> That's a good answer for everything, honestly. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. Six is, six is yeah. like okay, okay. Oh wait, Zoe Bell. Okay, yeah, yep. yeah. No, nope. yep. works, works. I don't know if this. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, that's the face you were making. No, but I mean, yeah, no, that's a. I like that though because yeah. Quentin Tarantino, it'd be grittier. It'd be even. The dialogue wow. would be better. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? Better dialogue. Better dialogue. What, what'd you say? I said the dialogue would be better. Okay. Yeah. You can't even argue with that. It's Quentin Tarantino, therefore the dialogue would be well, better. Well, okay, well, yeah. But I would. I didn't have a problem with the dialogue, so I wouldn't compare the two, but... But the dialogue would be better. <laughs> Unequivocally, yeah, it's Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, no, you're right. I'm sorry, yeah. you're right. I mean, Dust Till Dawn, just... Yeah, all kinds of good dialogue popped well, in my head. Dust Till Dawn, that, that was, was that written by... Well, half of it was written by him. Half of it was, was Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, but um, you can tell the Quentin lines. That's, that's accurate. <laughs> that's, that's accurate. <laughs> it's literally two different movies, which is super amusing, and I love pitching that movie. Yeah. Anyway, um, okay. What would you do? So, I was not as fond of the dialogue in this movie, nor oh, was really? I fond of some of the structural elements. Oh, no. But I wanted to double down on everything they had. 
because, oh, okay. like, frankly, I, I'm a big fan of a lot of the themes that they approach. I'm, I'm a big fan of sci-fi and dystopian and some cyberpunk elements. And there's like yes. a lot of the stuff that they had was super cool. Yes. I just didn't think that they used it as effectively as they could have. Some of that is because Tommy Workula, uh, however you pronounce his last name. Right. Uh, some of it is just his aesthetic. Well, you know, and, and they were also focusing on what happened to Monday. I mean, accurate. they were trying to keep you in there. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, you know, which is to me one of the structural elements that kind of ended up falling short on. It was supposed to be, or it felt like it was this character drama at times, and then it largely devolved into a much more like grander scale, like just normal popcorn flick sort of movie. You know, I will agree with that. Yeah. I will agree with that because they were they were having to develop on the character, the personalities and the characters. Yeah. So yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I'd agree with that. Yeah, uh, and I, I, I spent an inordinate amount of time just wondering, like, all right. Which one is going to fucking die next? And no, well, we knew that, but that's what made it so intense. Was I'm sorry, but that movie got intense. It was intense at times and sure. brutal. It had some fun twists. Yeah. Yes. It would have been fun to have like a Deadpool on what not, what day of the week when I got axed. Well, uh, yeah. But a, 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 you know, <laughs> some of it was, some so of it was frankly very detrimental to yes. just, you know. Because if you're not focusing on the actual plot, if you're just focusing on like, well, which one's gonna die? If it, if you're focusing on it not being a character drama, but you're presenting it as a character drama, like there's just some some identity issues with it that really frustrated me. And I think that a director like Alfonso Cuarón, who directed Children of Men, with his writing team from Children of Men, I think that they would be able to tackle that and make it both a really really intense action oriented movie while actually, you know, forming a whole universe and tackling those themes. It was intense. It was so intense. It had all of us on the edge of our seat. It was intense. I thought the day of the week flash in between the segments was very distracting and didn't it took away for me. Mm. The flash in between the day. They'd throw, you know, Thursday up or Tuesday or Monday first in between. Oh well the that's segments. when they were allowed to go out. Um, because they could you couldn't have more than one child and Freaking, yeah. yeah so. Well, I get that. I just oh, took it away. Was distra- oh, okay. Which was also like one of my key things for to picking up Children of Men and then that team. I think that they tackled some similar elements of of uh, you know overpopulation or underpopulation. Right. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. And I think that they they did a good job of of tackling that as compared to this team where. Maybe not so much. I also kind of like how it had that feel of, um, yes, the overpopulation, whatnot, whatnot, but the fact of hiding and the way the apartment was constructed inside it took me back to, like, being Jewish and, uh, and the, you know. The... Some of the best work was when it's the seven sisters there trying yes. to figure out what happened. Yes. Once we left the apartment, things turned into just a normal okay, action. Okay. I was just like, mm. Okay, that's that's what you mean then by some of the stuff that you're saying. Okay, because um, I got some of it, but then I was like, but what is he talking about there? Structural elements. No, I there. love mm. those parts inside uh, because, A, that framing was boss. Yeah. yeah. That framing was seamless. And, I I mean, right, we have a local here that did work like that for Girl in Woods when she had to be the three people, and that was seamless and beautiful. Props to Ryan Earl Parker. No longer here. I know. Oh, he's too good. He's not, not that he's dead. He's, he's just moved. No, no. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. No, he's up in New York now, making bank. But he still comes back. And um, no, it were. I, I mean, that was seamless and flawless. And so I loved watching it. They moved all over the room and worked together with all their different personalities. You know. I would also recast this okay. because another team pretty much did the same thing for Orphan Black. Mm-hmm. So I would pick Tatiana Maslany who I felt embraced and differentiated herself in a much further degree than Numi Rapace, Rapace, however you pronounce it. I know, we were trying to figure her out. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But I thought she was good. Oh, Rapace, Oh, I thought she was good. She was good, but Taziana Maslany has done the exact same thing, but better. Really? You need to see this. Yeah, I like that show. Yeah. I would I would legit just recast everyone with the cast of Orphan Black. So Evelyn Brochu. BBC Brochu. came on after Doctor Who. You, if you watched BBC. Michael Mando. He's always my favorite. And no one knows who he is. I watched BBC him. back in uh, the days of Monty Python when I was a kid. Um, and then you got me back into Doctor Who. You should check out uh, the show. Yeah, Orphan no, Black. no. I want to because I love the premise 
of what happened to Monday. So if this is, yep. if that's the same premise, yeah, then ish, I want ish. Ish. Okay. it. It deals more with cloning. Okay, but still. Yeah, um, you know, but a lot of the sci-fi elements are still there. It's not so much of a dystopia, but yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's a cool show that you should check out if you are. Yeah, no, I would, I would like to check that one out for sure. I think it'd be kind of cool in taking whatever this Monday movie is. If they the outside world was unknown, it was completely bleak apocalypse outside. Yeah, if we had largely just stuck to the apartment, I would have been a lot happier. But mm-hmm. uh, I, <laughs> I totally well, agree well, on that. Well, I wouldn't have because then we wouldn't have found out what happened to Monday. Or we would have, and it just you would have been a better movie. Like yeah, okay, because, of... yeah, we would have found out because the apartment's this big, you guys. And if they don't leave the apartment, then something happened to Monday in the goddamn apartment. I mean, just saying, someone's done it. <laughs> We've had movies that are set in exactly one location and that have done... What was that movie, that one? The Room? Not The Room. The Box? I was about there to say, was The Room, seven what? Sisters. There were <laughs> <not laughs> identical twins where one's doing the something. The mother in the box with her boy. Nope. No idea. Oh, that's The Room. Yeah, that's the, the latest one based on the true story. Yes. Oh, yeah. just, just Room. Oh, just, just, oh. just Room. Not the room. The, the room, room is the room is the Tommy Tommy was Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's too many room movies. Yeah. I don't know. Well, moving on. Yeah. Just a reminder, because this year is the seventh annual Unreal Film Fest. No way. And it's time for you guys to get your submissions in. Please, please, please. Submit. We can't do the film festival without films, and we have films, but we want more films. We want your films. That's why we do this fucking podcast to begin with, especially the Unreal Pitch. So go out and mm-hmm. make a film. You yeah. have to go out right now and do it. Do it now. Do yeah, it we now. need your stuff. Do it now. Get to the chopper. I, I don't know why I did that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Was that with Alyssa Milano when she played his kid? Well, no. Let's go with that. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, Memphis, Memphis, Memphians, you can submit your film to the Unreal Film Fest for free. That's a dope, dope thing to be oh able to say. Oh my God, what? Yeah. yeah, it literally costs you nothing to submit to our films Casey, if you are from Memphis. We need to make a movie. We do. We're going to make a movie. Just make sure, that, and this is fairly loose, but if you can relate it to horror, sci fi, or fantasy, we will take your film, probably. I don't know. you got to submit it first, and then we'll decide. We're going to relate but. it to all of them. <laughs> <laughs> you can check us out on Film Freeway, Without a Box, Click for Festivals, and Fest Home. You can also submit directly through our website, unrealfilmfest.com, which has all of our rules and regulations listed. Last year was our biggest year ever. We want to make this year even better. So get that shit in by June 15th. Wait, what was that again? Get that shit in by June 15th. Get that shit in, y'all. By June 15th. Now. Yeah, well, we're I mean, saying you know, now. Now, now's good too. Yeah. Yeah. Or just go film now, but yeah. make sure it's in by June fifteenth. Yeah. We yeah. know some crews. The festival itself is going to be September twenty first through twenty third at Malco Studio on the Square. One of those boutique theater experiences we're talking about That's with right. wine and cheese. I'm just waiting for them to get recliners. Yeah, that'll be nice. That'll be nice. That'll be next. Like I'll I'll be content with wine and cheese, but I would be down with recliners. This whole 4D better not, like, spritz stuff on me. It does. I know, yeah. but <laughs> when we went over the ocean, I got misted, and it freaked me out. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Sorry. Right. It's time for us to wrap up here, so remember you can follow Unreal Film Fest and Unreal Radio on all your social media. Casey, Monica, if the audience wants to find you individually, where can they find you on social media? You can find me on Facebook, Casey with a KDs. You can find me on... Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter as Memphis Lunatic. Uh, you can find me. That's not me. That's six. Um, yeah, it's not turning around. Anyway, you can find me on Facebook, Monica Donnelly Summerfield. I am on more social media platforms than I want to be right now. Uh, Snapchat being one, Falling for Gray, Falling for Gray 74 Instagram, and Momo Summerfield. Just look up Falling for Gray on Google. I'm sure the crap will come up. You can find me on my website, www.thelegendary6.com, but you can also check out social media at The Legendary 6 on Instagram and Twitter, and you can find me as Joe Carolino on The Book of Faces. Well, uh, yeah. Hey, you can find me Oh, you can't find After five. Yeah. Just remember to stay tuned to Unreal Radio, where three, sometimes four, feminist professionals get together around the table to discuss top war, sci-fi, and fantasy news. I am Six Carolina. I'm Casey. I'm Monica. Keep it unreal.